InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Do the decisions of your local politicians sometimes make you scratch your head? The reasons might surprise you. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story and how you can make things better. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Most Americans at one time or another have wondered why their mayor or other local politicians are such dumbbells. Well, all right, maybe that's a bit extreme, but why do they do the things they do? Al Arnold served several terms as a mayor of a small town in Wisconsin, and he's written a book that's aimed at teaching ordinary people how they can influence their local governments. Al, welcome to InfoTrack. Good to be here. Why do you think people are kind of afraid of their local politicians? Well, it's the fear of the unknown. You know, they're strangers, so they're to be avoided, not to be trusted. And that has to change. They're your neighbors, and they're very easy to get to meet, and you need to take that fear of them being a stranger away. Do the politicians actually want input from their citizens? A lot of people, I think, assume that their local government leaders kind of have their own agenda or at least their own ideas, and it's you know that's what they're going to go with. No, that is wrong. Local officials want input. They want courteous, professional input. They don't want people calling them up and calling them names and doing things like that. But no, they do seriously want good, courteous, professional information and input on issues that the citizens really have knowledge about. You say we collectively get the government we deserve. Talk about that a little bit. Well, first of all, less than 50% of the people go vote in local elections. It's normally down to as low as 20 and 30%. One of the reasons maybe is because, by my estimation, two-thirds of local elected contests go unopposed. I'm talking school districts and city councils and county boards and all of those. So basically there's nobody for people to go vote for because they're voting for people that are better than nobody. After that, we compound the problem by not going to meetings and not telling our local officials what's on our mind. It's always complained by citizens that officials keep secrets from them, and I contend it's just the opposite many times where citizens don't let the local officials know what's on their mind and give the appropriate input. Well, you're right. People trust their local leaders with literally millions of dollars, but oftentimes they have no idea what's being done with it, do they? No. Both the citizens and the elected officials many times because... (laughs) They're good in their chosen professions, elected officials, but they're amateurs once they get to local government. There's a very large learning curve there. They're going to make mistakes. That's all there is to it. You know, when someone is a new mayor, how long, you just mentioned the learning curve, how long do you think it takes for someone to really know what's going on, know how to get things done as a mayor? Well, a minimum of a year, because so many things come up only once a year. And so it's a bare minimum of that before you have any idea of actually what's going on if this is the first time you've ever run for office. I ran for mayor. I never served on city council. So my learning curve definitely was that first full year. When a citizen has an issue that they feel is important, most people really have no idea even how to begin, do they? No, they don't. Politics is a game. And if you're going to win that game, you need a strategy or a game plan to do it. The first thing you have to know is the rules and the procedures, just like in any game. That's first. You've got to know the rules and you've got to know the procedures. That's where you have to start, yes. We're talking with Al Arnold. He's the new author of a book called Moving Mountains and Mole Hills, Local Politics 101. And we're talking about uh, local politics and how you can get things done. Al, your book has some good practical tips. In fact, you have six steps that focus on how to fight City Hall. Maybe you can touch on some of the most important ones. It starts out with knowing the rules and procedures. After that, you have to identify your friends. If you expect to get anything accomplished, you need more than yourself. You do need friends. You've got to find those friends if you have to. On the other side, you have to know who your opponents are. 
you have to keep in mind that there's always someone that is out there that doesn't like what you want because that's politics. Then you have to start into your actual strategies and how will your side of the story be perceived by the public. You're going to have to win over the vast majority of the public if you expect to win your argument. And I always say that one big reason for wanting to issue a proposal passed or defeated is better than a lot of little reasons. The public can understand one big reason that makes it their issue and not just your issue. After you've developed your one big issue, then you also rank your smaller items underneath that because there's normally at least three or four points that you want to make, but those are minor points. After that, start really looking at what tactics am I going to use to win? You know, am I going to use petitions? Am I going to use paid advertising? Am I going to pack the council chambers with people? Those things have to be plotted out and figured, okay, this is what I'm going to do at, at this meeting because there's normally multiple meetings. Like I said, it's a strategy. It's a game plan that you have to lay out ahead of time if you really expect to be successful. You mentioned petitions a moment ago. What do local politicians, mayors, and so forth think of petitions? They're the worst form of attempting to sway a local board that there is. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Well, so many people will sign a petition just to shoo away the person that's got the petition. (laughs) And I know that from first-hand experience that that happens many times. And also, you get signatures of people that don't even live in the area. You know, you go to a mall or whatever and set up a little table. Well, you get all kinds of signatures, but they don't mean anything because they're not voters or property owners in the area that is being served. They're not good. If you want to use that as a tool to find friends, then it's a good way of doing that. But as far as swaying the board, it's not a good idea. How effective are letters to the editor in your local newspaper? They can be very effective if done in moderation. You don't want the same person writing a letter every two months or whatever to the local newspaper, but done in moderation and by different people, not using a form letter, but by putting up front different issues. They can be very effective in getting your message across. Just in contacting your local government, what's the most effective way? Is it writing a letter? Is it calling them, emailing them? What would you say? I would say that calling them, write them a letter especially, boy, that takes time and a stamp and that means something nowadays especially, or even an email. It doesn't matter which form you use as long as you're courteous and professional and you aren't argumentative from the start and you just want to get your point across. You also say there's something you can do without writing a single letter or even opening your mouth. What is that? What I advocate is citizens who even don't really want to get involved learn how their government operates by going to one local government meeting a year. Give two hours to do that. I call it Citizens Against Apathy. Anybody that does any kind of job or task, especially an amateur, will do a little bit better job, will take a little bit more care of what they're doing if someone is watching them. Nobody goes to these local meetings. They need someone just sitting out in the audience watching them. By doing that, you will get better government in the long run because they're going to take a little bit more care in what they do. It also helps to build a rapport between you and the local officials. You get to learn who they are by not even talking to them, just by observing how they conduct a meeting. Look at your representative on that board. Are they prepared to go to that meeting? Do they have good questions or do they just vote on issues? You can learn a lot by just going to one meeting a year and over the course of time then, over 10 or 20 years, whatever, you'll really get a handle of how local government works. And if the time comes then when an issue does come up, 
you're going to be better prepared because you're going to know how the government operates. Very interesting suggestion. Al Arnold, the former mayor of Rice Lake, Wisconsin, now the author of Moving Mountains and Molehills. Where can people find your book? They can get it at my website, which is localpolitics101.us. Al Arnold, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. It was great. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.